Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Gosh, these days are going so fast. And these last two weeks in particular, I've been having a hard time balancing everything and getting these podcast episodes up on time. So I apologize that this wasn't up on Friday, but I'm really working to get even more organized with my schedule so that I can be really, really consistent with the podcast. That is a huge priority for me. It's funny, leading up to this Evox session, last week I actually had an amazing week. It was honestly, I feel like one of the best weeks I've had in so long in terms of overcoming patterns that I have felt stuck in, feeling free from them, feeling free from that negative or limiting magnetic pull. And so going into the Evox session, I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to evox on today. There's nothing super heavy that I want to dive into right now, especially it being such a good week. I totally relate. And I know my clients have felt this way too, that when you had an amazing week, you're kind of like, I don't, I don't want to like dive back into the mud and, and dig up some new thing to start working on. I kind of want to just like sit in this goodness for a little bit. And I totally get that. And so I actually just, I decided to do the session on kind of reinforcing what a great week it was for me, reinforcing in my subconscious the patterns that I noticed had shifted and how good it felt, kind of, again, reiterating to the subconscious these new patterns and what it feels like to embody those patterns, how I can live in those patterns and still feel safe. So before I get to the Evox session though, and I actually had an amazing epiphany in this session, I want to take a second really quick to note the highlights from last week because I imagine there's some of you who could really relate to struggling with the old pattern that I also was struggling with and it might be really expansive to hear that these are things I'm starting to overcome and what it feels like to live in a different place. So one of the first ones I'll talk about is my spending habits and kind of, how do I say it? Like cravings to buy things sometimes and I'll paint the picture for you. So I had some doctor's appointments in Newport Beach this week to, I actually had an MRI and then an appointment with my breast surgeon who did the lumpectomy on me about a year ago. And that has to do with the breast cancer scare that I had back in 2020 and all of the treatments, et cetera, and the gene testing. So if you want to hear more about that, I can definitely link those cancer episodes down below. But with that said, I live in South Orange County. And so whenever I go to North Orange County, which it's not even that far, it's like 30 minutes away, but I have so many favorite coffee shops and restaurants and 
little grocery stores in North Orange County that I love. And in the past, I've had this pattern of whenever I'm out and about, or especially when I go to North Orange County where I'm not at every day, I have this urge to stop at all my favorite food places, or at least like two two plus different food places to get my favorite coffee drink here and my favorite little snack there and my favorite sandwich here. And in the past, it really has been this craving, this urge that I could not deny. I had to go to these places. And if for whatever reason I couldn't do it, I would be so sad and forlorn and really, really quite sad the rest of the day. Those of you who have been following the podcast and the Evox series specifically, you'll know that I did, I spent two full months working on limiting beliefs, patterns around money. And there was a lot there. And those two months made so many profound shifts for me. I'll also link the first episode in that Evox Money series below for any who want to go back to it. That is the one that I have had the most feedback on of people going, oh my gosh, I relate to this so much. This helped me so much. So I definitely recommend listening to the money series if you haven't yet. And basically in that series, one of the epiphanies I had or realizations that I came to was that buying things is soothing for me, particularly food. That's like what I spend most of my money on (laughs) is food. And so for me, I had a really pivotal shift when I was able to realize this is soothing a wound. And even more specifically, this is soothing a deep wound of grief, these money spending habits. And so what I'll say is after those two months, I noticed a really profound shift in I would get the urge to buy stuff, but I would be able to then have a much more informed dialogue with myself and go, you want to buy this, whatever, this smoothie, because it's going to feel so good. It's going to help soothe you, but we can go home and make a smoothie at home or do something else that is still going to be just as soothing, just as self-reflective and supportive as buying this thing is. And so I did notice a significant drop in my spending after that money series. And it wasn't a super hard thing for me, right? Sometimes when we try and just correct the habit without doing the emotional work, all it is is just us at war with ourselves every day trying to correct that habit. And that wasn't the case. And that's one of the things I love about Evox is because we're really getting to the root of what are the subconscious beliefs the past experiences, the past trauma, what are the deeper wounds feeding this habit? And when we go and address those, those root emotional causes, it's not this big battle and this war that we need to have with ourselves. We're able to shift out of those patterns with so much more speed and ease. So that was really one of the biggest shifts for me is that I still would get the the yearning to go buy food and whenever I'm out and about, but I was able to address that yearning and soothe myself in a different way that didn't involve spending money on food. However, still having that yearning for food is difficult because there's a little bit of pushback there too. And so 
this was a really profound thing that I noticed over this last week is that when I went to North OC, I had my doctor's appointment. And again, normally after that, I would have been like, okay, where can I go? Where can I go get a nice treat since I'm in this area that I'm not in very often? What are my favorite spots? And it was so interesting because I finished my doctor's appointment, walked out, got in the car, and I was like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to go anywhere. I'm just going to head home. And I know that sounds so simple, but for anyone who has urges like that or cravings like that, that hit them so strong and so intensely, you'll just imagine being free of that and not having this crazy impulse or desire to go do something. It was really profound. I felt a new level of freedom that I had never experienced before. I mean, it truly, and it wasn't like a self-denial thing. Like I actually did want it, but I was going, no, 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 you can't go do that. The desire wasn't even there. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm content. I don't need anything. And then I just headed home. So that was a huge win for me. Another huge, huge win for me last week is that I actually had a couple nights of really poor sleep. And despite sleeping so poorly and waking up tired and kind of groggy, I still was excited and ready and got all the things I wanted to get done each day. And to backtrack a little bit to explain why this is so profound for me is I really have seen that lethargy and apathy for me have been I think subconscious manifestations of fear and unworthiness. And so really for the last few years, I've struggled so intensely with waking up. And if I don't feel a hundred percent, it's like, oh, it's going to be a horrible day. I feel tired. I'm exhausted. I need to rest. I can't do anything. I need to clear my schedule. I need to take it easy today. And it was a huge thing. I know it sounds so silly and I absolutely recognize how privileged I am to be able to, on those days when I didn't feel well, take some rest, shift my schedule a little bit. But it was a really horrible feeling to have that in the back of my mind and feel like I can't, if I'm tired, I can't, I need to rest. I can't work through this. And this is actually something that has come up recently in some of my Evox sessions, the deeper subconscious beliefs around being tired. And I had a deep fear of being tired. Like it was this horrible thing that I had to avoid. And that actually relates back to seeing my mom become very, very sick as a child, working so much as a single mom, truly deathly ill. And I think that gave me a really intense fear of working too much. Um, (laughs) I think I want to say that was the Evox episode on work, but I'll link that below as well and kind of put in the notes which one it is. So yeah, basically over the last few years, if I woke up tired, I was either clearing my day out completely or really not getting a lot done that day. It was kind of a wasted day for me. And what I want to say here is there's definitely a big difference between being sick and emotionally and physically depleted and truly needing to rest versus 
oh, I didn't sleep so good. I'm not feeling 100%, but I'm still going to show up for myself and do the things I want to do today. So for me, most of the time, it was just that I didn't wake up feeling my best. And those deeper subconscious fears had me putting the brakes on and going 911, you need to rest. You can't push yourself too hard. So to wake up, to have several nights of bad sleep and still wake up excited for the day and still get all the things I wanted to get done that day and be filled with joy and eagerness for the day is a massive, massive win and shift for me. And again, it wasn't something that I was even consciously trying to do. Definitely when we're doing this emotional work, what shifts usually when I'm working with clients and with myself is our awareness will start to shift. So we'll start to become even more aware of this pattern that we're stuck in. And and in bringing that awareness to the pattern, then when we do find ourselves in that pattern, we're able to do what I call a positive pivot, which is, okay, I'm in this pattern. I have the awareness. Am I able to pivot myself out of this pattern? So that is a part of that journey oftentimes. But the goal is to get to a point where the pattern is gone from our life. I mean, like 99% of the time, the pattern is just completely gone. It's not something we're consciously needing to work on. And that is how exactly it was this week. I didn't wake up feeling groggy and in my mind go, okay, you don't feel great. It's okay. You can still get a lot done today. You can still be happy and excited. I didn't even have that conversation with myself. I just woke up groggy and still felt great and still felt excited and happy for the day. And that to me gets me so excited to continue the healing journey, to continue working on my patterns, to continue working with clients because that is what I want for them as well. To be able to not just be aware of a pattern and then just like constantly fighting against it every day. The goal is to be truly freed from it. The final win that I want to talk about from this week is that I noticed so many of the things that I previously would have done begrudgingly in relation to my business and moving things forward, or maybe just wouldn't have done at all, I was able to just kind of sit down and bang out and do with so much excitement and joy. And these are things like, you know, keeping up with the bookkeeping, reaching out to new guests to have on the podcast, pushing forward different ideas that I've had for the business and actually taking those first steps to bring them to life, creating posts for social media. While while there are elements of these that I love, I actually do love creating a really informative, impactful post, but it takes so much time. <laughs> I don't think people have any idea how much time all these things take. take. I mean, just a single podcast episode with a guest is probably five to seven hours of work. So for each guest that I have on the show, each interview that you listen to, that's about an hour. That is really almost a full day's work on my end, getting that together for you guys 
And again, I do love that. It's such a joy, especially to be able to sit down and have those conversations and then release that information out for you guys and hear your feedback. But there's certainly a lot of other parts to it that take up a lot of time and that you aren't always excited for. It's not always super exciting to go through your books and get everything sort of organized at the end of the month. It's not always super exciting to um, email five different potential guests and hope you hear back from them to have on the show. So, and honestly, in the past and over these last few years, it's all of those little things that I have had such a hard time getting myself motivated to do. And oftentimes I'll just let them go and go and go without doing any of them. Or I'll have an idea for something new for the business, maybe a new offering, whatever it is that I'll just sit on for weeks and weeks and weeks and never really bring forth. I'll have a list of people I'm excited to have on the podcast that I take weeks to reach out to. And so over this last week, I noticed that it was just like, oh, I want to do that. Boom, done. Okay, who do I want to reach out to? Done. I'm going to email all of them. What's this idea that I'm trying to bring to life? Okay, what's the first step I can take to actually make that happen? And again, the key thing here is that it wasn't this huge effort that I had to drum up within myself. It was all of it came with so much ease. I even reached out to some other podcasters pitching myself as a guest on their show, which is something that I've had so much trepidation to do. And this week, I really felt full of that confidence of, no, I have something to say. I have a lot of information to share. I have my own personal story, my own personal perspective on the emotional healing journey, as well as the information around Evox therapy and what that is and how that can support us on that healing journey. And so I sent those emails out with just complete and utter confidence of, I deserve to be a guest on these shows and I know I have something to add. I know I could have a really impactful conversation with this host. So those were the wins that I just wanted to highlight. And with that said, going into, like I said in the beginning, going into my Evox session this week, I was kind of like, I don't necessarily want to start a whole new Evox series on some big heavy topic. I kind of want to sit in this lightness, in this freedom, in this peace and just sort of celebrate these achievements for a little bit. And so I still wanted to do the Evox session, but in my mind, I was like, oh, this is going to be super quick. It's going to be over really fast. I don't know that any crazy epiphanies are going to come from it. And I have to say, I see this happen so often that on the days when I come in or clients come in and they're like, oh, I'm feeling good. I don't think there's anything crazy to work on today. Those often end up being the days that some of the biggest epiphanies come through. And I have a theory on this. I think it's because your subconscious and your nervous system are in such a place of safety that it feels safe enough to release these things or bring up these things that maybe it didn't feel safe enough to bring up before. Or the other way that I'll say this, I love using the analogy of a storm. And when we have all of this unprocessed 
emotions, unresolved trauma, or just past experiences that we haven't worked through, it's like there's a storm raging within us. And if we are trying to look within ourselves and get a clear view of what is going on, it can be so hard to get that clarity when there's a storm waging constantly in the background. And so I really think doing that work to calm the storm through Evox, through whatever other methods you might be using, it helps calm that storm within so that we can then look within and see things clearly. The dark clouds have cleared, the winds have calmed down, there's sunlight shining, and now we can look through that window into ourselves and really see what's going on there. And that is definitely what happened for me today. I'm not going to give the play-by-play of the Evox, mostly because I've already talked for 20 minutes. (laughs) And so I want to kind of give you the epiphany I had and then wrap it up so this is still really succinct. But basically, I started off trying to just reiterate, man, it's been such a good week. This feels so good. I was reliving the week in my mind's eye while in the biofeedback of Evox to again, sort of solidify what it feels like to live in those patterns to my subconscious. And I did a couple rounds of that, but I still wasn't having a releasing pattern. So I was looking at the charts. Anyone who's done Evox, you'll you'll know what I'm referring to here is we get the voice mapping charts. And these are basically every time the person is talking, we're recording the tones in their voice to see what emotions are coming up as imbalanced. And we actually get a little graph that shows what emotions are coming up as imbalanced. And so as I got to maybe the fifth round, I was like, okay, I'm not having a releasing pattern. Let me peek at my voice maps to see what emotions are coming up as imbalanced and maybe that can help guide my thoughts a little bit in this and what I noticed was one of the emotions coming up for me was unacknowledged versus self-validation and unacknowledged isn't a zone on the chart that comes up very often for me so that really caught my attention and so in the next round while I was in the biofeedback what I was asking myself is okay what parts of me still feel unacknowledged? And I just kind of imagined, like I was seeing all these different versions of myself and which version of myself wanted to come up. And it was actually the version of myself from college that came up, the college athlete in me, the soccer player who, this is actually where I started the year with Evox was going back to my time playing college soccer and working through some of the unresolved emotions I had from that experience. Those first few Evox sessions on that experience were huge for me in clearing a lot of the repressed emotions around it. But basically what came up for me in this session is that I realized I still had a limiting belief around this idea that soccer and playing soccer, competing in soccer was the happiest I have ever felt in my whole life. It was a place where I felt so free and energized and confident and joyful. And I realized that I had a limiting belief that once I stopped playing soccer competitively, I would never experience joy like that again. As soon as that thought flashed through my mind, it was like 
a lightning bolt to my chest. You know, you know that feeling when the epiphany comes through and you're like, oh my God, wow, that's it. That's one of the things I've been holding on to. And so that's exactly how it was for me. And it, it made so much sense. It clicked so deeply because I know I have grief from other experiences in my life, particularly related to early childhood, but I have certainly been carrying an immense amount of grief since I stopped playing soccer competitively. And it's funny because I have really felt like there is only a certain level of happiness I've been able to reach. And realizing that I had this subconscious belief that, yeah, you're never going to be that happy again. You can only sort of dance around that level of happiness, but you'll never, nothing will ever be able to bring you that amount of joy. And in realizing that subconscious limiting belief, I was then able while in the EVOC session to have a conversation with myself and sort of kind of have a more rational discussion with myself of, I know this is how you feel. I know you feel like you're never going to be able to find that much joy again. Like soccer was the only place you were able to find that level of joy. But I think I'm ready to start believing that I can experience that level of joy from other sources as well. And as soon as I thought that, there was such a beautiful resonance that went through me of, oh, you're right. Almost like like I could feel the old belief clicking out and the new belief clicking into place of, wait a second, yes, there are so many other things that can bring me joy. And and so I don't need to keep myself small to continue to validate this old limiting belief. I can start to pursue all these other things that are going to bring me so much joy. Whether it's speaking events, writing opportunities, in-person events, working with clients, etc. All of these things have the potential to bring me that same level of joy. And I really think that old belief of I'll never experience that level of joy again has played a really big role, first of all, in self-sabotage, but also in playing it small. And I guess playing it small is a part of self-sabotage, but when you really feel like uh, nothing, nothing's going to be that great, nothing's going to be as good as that was, it really kills your motivation of why am I going to try so hard if it's not going to be as good as that thing was? And I see that so clearly now how that has certainly been a component of my self-sabotage and wavering motivation because there was this deeper undercurrent of, yeah, but nothing's going to be as good as that. So why even try? And in clearing that old belief, I feel so much excitement again and so much motivation again, to really give my 110% and push these ideas forward that I have and pursue these new dreams that I have because now I believe that I can experience that level of joy again, just maybe from a different place. It's interesting because I think this is something a lot of athletes probably experience. I know just from other friends on my collegiate team, This was certainly something that they went through. And I know a lot of professional athletes experience this as well when it's time to retire. 
And part of it is feeling, what am I going to do with my life now? But I think another part of it might be, I'm never going to feel that joy again. And there's a grief there. And I think if we can tap into that potential limiting belief and start to go, you know what, actually, there are so many other sources of joy. The universe offers abundant joy from abundant sources. That is my affirmation now. Or the universe offers abundant joy from boundless sources, from endless sources. I work, as of now, with a lot of clients working through past trauma and traumatic experiences or adverse experiences. But being an athlete myself, I am so excited and eager to be able to start to work with athletes, whether it's athletes who are retiring and need to work through that process and that transition, or it's athletes who are still competing and finding themselves in patterns of self-sabotage or lack of motivation, whatever it is, when we're working with the subconscious and that biofeedback, Evox can be so impactful at helping improve athletic performance, improve confidence. And so that's definitely something that I want to start advertising a little bit more or communicating a little bit more that this is a tool that can absolutely be used for athletic performance, not not always from a trauma perspective, but just I'm doing really good and I want to do even better. And I want to look at what might be some of the emotional subconscious blocks keeping me or keeping me at this plateau, keeping me from getting to where I want to go. So I'll close it out here. It's right about 30 minutes. Um, so that's a little longer for one of these Evox episodes. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you found this impactful, I'd love it if you could share it with someone who you think would really enjoy it as well. And I don't ask this very often, but if you enjoy the Crescent podcast, it would mean so much if you could leave a review or a rating on whatever platform you listen to. I think just from the podcast stats, I know that most of you listeners are listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and both of those platforms have super quick ratings where you can just scroll down to the bottom if it's Apple Podcasts and rate it, leave a little review if you want to. On Spotify, same thing, you can leave, I think, a star rating. It's super quick, it takes two seconds, and it would mean so, so much to see and receive that positive feedback from you all. So with that, everyone, have an amazing week. I do have a guest interview coming out this week as well. So I'm excited to have that up for you guys.